I'm going to confess a little bit about myself. I'm not a fisherman. I'm not a hunter. And I know a lot of you are. As a matter of fact, years ago, a friend of mine bought a boat, a real nice boat, and invited some of us to go fishing. I said, okay, I'll go. I had heard stories about seasickness. And my buddy said, don't worry, man. Just get this patch. Put it behind your ear. You'll be good. I was the only one with a patch. Everybody else were fishermen. Nah, I got it. I got my sea legs. No problem. We go out into the ocean, and the waves start going. And all these fishermen throwing up. They were just all over the place. And I was like, I'm okay. Thank you, patch. Thank you, patch. Thank you, patch. Right? He got back. And for days, I kid you not, I was like this. All over the place. Fast forward to last year. Same buddy gets a bigger boat. Come on, man, go fishing. Oh, I don't know. Do you have the patch? You don't need the patch. Trust me, dude, I need the patch. As a matter of fact, if you've got a nicotine patch, a cabbage patch, a pumpkin patch, patch me up, brother. I want to go, but I need to be patched. He goes, no, I got it. Don't worry. We went some other guys, and we get to this really nice boat, and he opens up what seems to be the hood of the boat. I don't know anything about boats. Opens it up, and everybody goes, oh, and I'm there like, oh. I don't know anything about cars either, but if someone opens up a hood of a car, a guy has to go and say, ooh, that's good. Is that a 250 or 350? I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just want to seem like a guy, right? So here I am going, wow, and looking, what's everybody pointing at? So I'm pointing too, and I was honest. I said, look, I have no idea what this is. It looks like a flex capacitor. Are we going back to the future or what? But I have no idea. And he says, no, it's a gyro, a gyro. I don't know what he says, but he says it stabilizes the boat. So when you're out there and the waves start crashing, you don't feel it as much. I still put my patch on, and we went out. And sure enough, we're out there, and the waves are hitting, and I feel it a little bit. And I said, look, it's not stabilizing enough. He goes, yes, it is. So he tells the guy, turn off the stabilizer, right? And he does, and it got worse. And I go, turn it on, turn it on, turn it on. He turns it on. Wow. You know what I feel prayers like? It is a stabilizer in our lives. We've got waves crashing into our boat, and we're feeling going back and forth, and we have the stabilizer, and all we need to do is turn it on. But we don't. And I think a lot of us don't know how to turn it on. And a lot of us don't know what it is, just like me looking at that guy who I had no idea. See, prayer doesn't make the waves stop, but it stabilizes our lives. And that's why in the middle of the series on prayer, and I pray that as we go through this series, we're learning more and more about the stabilizer that God has given us as a command to be able to navigate through the waves of life. So if you've been with us in our series, we began a couple of weeks ago, and what we're trying to do is just answer some questions about prayer. We looked at the purpose of prayer. Why do we pray? And we kind of found out the reason for it is because we have to pray. We are commanded to pray. But also we pray because it shows that we trust God no matter what the results. We learn that we can intervene in people's lives by our prayers. And lastly, the purpose of prayer is that we had a chance to. Jesus Christ died on the cross so that anyone who puts their trust in him can come to the Father because of his work. That's 
the purpose of prayer. Last week, we saw how. How do we pray? And it's nothing fancy. Basically, it's just take time alone. Be in the presence of the creator of the universe. Slow down. You don't have to use all these words. Just talk to him like a son or daughter talking to their heavenly father. Today, we're going to answer the question, when? The pursuit of prayer. When do we pray? We're going to cover a whole bunch of, of scripture, but before we jump into God's word, I want to just set the premise, the foundation of that question. See, the question not, is not if. The question is when. Because we are commanded again, we have to pray. Jesus in Matthew 6 says this, when you pray, don't be a hypocrite. When you pray, go to your room in silence. When you pray, don't just babble words. When, when, when. Not if, if, if. We have to pray. Turn on that stabilizer so we can navigate through our lives. So we're going to now answer practically of when we should pray. And I want us just to think of this acronym, BOAT. BOAT. So when you're ever walking and saying, should I pray? Think of BOAT. There's a whole lot of verses of when people are praying. And I just, in my studies, said, you know what? This is what I feel when people in the Bible, when people that I know of, in, also in my life, we should stop and pray. Boat. The B. The B stands for burdened. We need to pray when we are burdened. Church, I know a lot of us have this weight on us, this burden of life, anxieties, worries, don't know what's going to happen. Stop and pray. Because we live in a sinful world full of burdens. Scripture is filled of people praying with their burdens. The psalmist in Psalm 55 verse 22, David writes, Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. David is out in the desert. His best friend Saul is chasing him. His family's abandoned. He's got all this burden. He says, I'm going to cast my burdens onto you, God, because you will sustain me. Turn to him in your burdens. Let him feel what you're feeling, even though he knows he's asking us to pray to him. Psalm 18, verse 6 says this, In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. And my cry to him reached his ears. How many of you ever or right now are crying for help to God? Telling him your burdens. Peter writes this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 7. Humble yourself. Don't be prideful. Don't try and carry it on your own. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. How? Casting all your anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares. 
We're not asked to carry our burdens, church. We're asked to give them up to the Lord. It's interesting. I'm not a bird watcher either. But I started looking at a hummingbird this past week. I was out in Hunt, Texas in a pastor's retreat. And as I sat there, they had all these, I guess, what's called bird feeds. And there was tons of hummingbirds just flapping their wings super, super fast. And I was just looking at them. One came in and out. They were <laughs> in a hurry. I even got tired looking at these poor little things. They wouldn't stop. They were like this, this, just all over the place. And then we went on a hike. Beautiful. And as we were walking, I looked up in the sky, and I saw what seemed to be an eagle. I don't know, but it was a big bird. And I saw that eagle flap his wings once. I kid you not. And it just glided glided through the air and he would catch the wind and then go back and then it must have been about 10 minutes and it still was gliding not flapping his wings again but yet going maneuvering i was like wow totally opposite and then i got home and i noticed the crows the birds we have here right <laughs> and what they do is they flap a little bit and then glide then flap a little bit and then glide we're the same way with our burdens, I believe. A lot of us here are like hummingbirds, trying to just work through our burdens, carrying in our shoulders. We're flapping, 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 never resting until we're done. If you ask me, I'm like the crow. I carry my burdens, and then I give them to God. Then I carry my burdens, and then I give them to God. God has called us to be like eagles. Let him, so we can soar. Yes, we're going to have our burdens, but when we cast our burdens at his feet, we get to soar. And I'm reminded of what Isaiah tells us in chapter 40. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When do we pray? When we are burdened. And if that's you, because it sure is me, we need to pray a lot. Not only do we have the burdens of anxiety and stress and worries, but I know a lot of us have that burden of sin. We've got a sin in us that we haven't confessed, and we feel that on our shoulders. We don't want to because the enemy is saying, no, what are they going to think about you? And so we have that weight lifted on us. And there's a psalm that says this in Psalm 38, verse 4 through 6. For my iniquities, for my sin, have gone over my head. I thought I could handle it, but it's gone over my head. Like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. Again, I know so many of us sitting here or watching on TV have some burden of sin on our shoulders. I know it. And I pray, if that's you, that you pray to God. Ask him for forgiveness. To lift that burden off of you. Because when you do, you begin to soar. Soar like eagles. One step that I do when I have this sin, the first step I do all the time is 1 John 1, 9, the cleansing verse. 
which reads like this, we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us, us from all unrighteousness. For me, and I believe for you, should be that first step. If you've got that sin that you haven't confessed, go to him and say that you're sorry. Repent, and he will cleanse us from that. The next step, not only when we sin and we have that heavy burden of sin with us, we're also offending others. We offend God, but we offend others with our sin. The next step is to go to that brethren and confess your sin. Confess your sin one to another. Open up. I love my regen group. I am opening up and they're opening up so much. We're saying, hey, none of us are okay, but that's okay. This is who we are. We're sinners in search of a savior. And it's because of him we've been cleansed. I love what James 5, 16 says. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Don't you want healing? Don't you just want to give that burden up and just... <sighs> He's asking us to do so. Confess. Lay your burdens onto him. That's the B. Oh, boat. Oh, when do we pray? Often. Often. As a matter of fact, I, I, I didn't know what else to put on there because of boat, but it's a lot, right? A lot. And, and scripture has that. Look at Jesus. He prayed and prayed and prayed. Paul tells us, pray without ceasing. In other words, keep on praying. Mark 1, verse 35, and rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he, talking about Jesus, departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. He prayed in the morning. I would highly, highly suggest to wake up, and the first thing you do is pray. The first thing I do, even before I get out of bed, is I say, thank you, Jesus. That's it. My eyes aren't even open. I kid you not. Thank you, Jesus. And then I go downstairs and have my quiet time. You need to have your quiet time before the Lord. Priority. Priority. As Jesus did early in the morning before the sun was even out. Pray at noon. Acts 10, verse 9. The next day. As they were on their journey and approaching the city, city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour, which is noon, to pray. Pray in the evening, Matthew 14, 23. And after he had dismissed the crowds, again, speaking about Jesus, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Pray night and day, 2 Timothy 1, 3. I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Do you guys get the picture? When do we pray? The answer is yes. Pray, 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 pray in the car, pray in the shower, pray, pray. Just pray. One of my biggest pet peeves to hear in life is, I just don't have time. <laughs> yes, we do. Each and every single one of us has 24 hours in a day. The difference is we spend our time in what we feel is important to us. Whatever we prioritize, we will make time for that. Pray. 
Make that a priority in your life. You will see the difference. I love what Martin Luther says. He says this, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. Wow. If we would copy that, we would say, God, I'm so busy today. Man, I can't even fathom the things I have to do, but I got to pray. And the more I pray, the more time I will have to do these things. I've done this. I double-dog dare you to do it. Get up and pray. God's timing is different than our timing. It just happens. We get to prioritize the things we are supposed to prioritize. When do I pray? Boat. A. A stands for answers. I pray when I need answers. God, I'm coming to you. I don't know what to do. Tell me. James 1.5 says this, if any of us lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Proverbs, Solomon says this, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. We need to listen to God. We need to stop for a moment and ask God, God, I need your advice. I need an answer in this situation in my life. But I believe when we pray to God for answers, three things occur quite often. The first thing is that we don't listen. We don't. We're praying and praying and praying, and you got to be quiet so you can hear, right? Listen, have some time alone and just listen. Be still before God so he can reveal to you his answers. And a lot of us hear him. As a matter of fact, you know where most of his answers come from? Here. The Bible, the answers are here, but we don't make time to listen to him through his word. We don't make time to go to other people and ask them for their advice, ask them for answers. People sometimes come to me and say, Pastor, I've been praying and praying and asking God what I should do about my husband. The answer's here. Respect them. It's so easy. Pastor, I don't know what to do about my wife. I'm praying. Love her. Don't use the excuse. You're not listening or you don't want to listen. And that's the other thing. We just don't want to listen. We want it our way. And we're not patient. We just want things to happen right away, our way, not his way. And I believe also, again, when it comes to praying for answers, even though God is so clear in Scripture, God sends people to give us the answers through our prayers, we do what we want. We do what we want. God, should I buy this new truck? I don't know. I need an answer. And he tells you, how are your finances? You go to a small group and you ask your, your people there, I want this truck. What do you all think? Well, are you ready for it? Have you been saving up for it? Well, I'm praying. I don't know what God wants me to do. And constantly you're getting the answers. Wait, you're not there yet. Be patient. The truck will always be there. But then we go to the dealership. And the salesperson says, I got an offer you can't refuse. And we get that answer. There it is. It's clear. God is giving me the answer. And we buy the truck, right? We need to listen to God. And when we, he speaks, 
We need to obey. Boat. The T stands for thanksgiving. Pray and be thankful. Psalm 107, verses 1 through 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 9:1. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all. All circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray in all circumstances. Don't just come to him when you're in the high and say, thank you, God, that I have a great relationship. Thank you, God, that I have this great job. Thank you, God, when you're in the high, right? Thank him in the highs and the lows. Thank you, God, that you're putting me through this trial because through this trial, you're teaching me something. Thank you, God. I don't like it, but I'm so thankful. In all circumstances that Paul prayed, in all circumstances, I am thankful. We come to God and just ask for petition. God, I need this. I need this. Please fix my marriage. Fix my finances. And God does it because we obey his word. But the moment we hit that high, the moment that we don't need God anymore, we go back and not pray. We forget about him. Thank him. When is the last time that you came to God to say, thank you. Thank you. Not God, I need this. And hear me, church. It's okay to offer our petitions. We're going to study that next week. But just thank them before you wake up in the morning. Thank you, Jesus. When do we pray? Boat. I love what Paul writes in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 7. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Thank you, God, for your son, Jesus Christ, that gave me salvation to have eternity with you. But don't stop there. Thank you, God, for giving me the breath to breathe every single day, and I will live for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Always pray with thanks. That's what we're called to do. I hope that answers your question. When do we pray? Boat. When we are burdened, we're called to pray often. We pray to get answers. And always pray in thanksgiving. How's your boat? How are you guys doing? I pray that all of us become a church that has a sail on its boat. That we can lift our prayers up continuously and we be gliding through the waves as God sets his spirit on our sails. But I think a lot of us are rowing our boat. We pray for a little while and then we stop. The waves get bigger and we're praying, praying, oh God, I need you, I need you. And then he shows up and then we stop. Wouldn't it be good to throw away those oars and be glided through his sails? I think a lot of us 
aren't rowing, aren't sailing. We're drifting. The season of COVID has, I believe, made us very comfortable. We need to be cautious, but we become very comfortable sometimes. When we're drifting away, not praying, not joining small group, not making God a priority. Maybe your boat is sinking. You're not with God at all, not connected to a small group. You maybe don't tune in ever to watch the sermons or don't come to church. Wherever you're at, in your boat, I pray that Grace Bible Church gets on a battleship. This year is a year of prayer and discipleship. Prayer, we all come together and pray and pray and pray as we're learning through this series. We will create this huge battleship that no matter what waves come our way, none of us need a patch because we'll be just crashing through the waves through prayer. Discipleship, we need soldiers on that battleship. I want you guys to come alongside with me, shoulder to shoulder. And grabbing other people's on the boat because there's a lot of boats that are sinking in this season. There's a lot of people rowing. Grab them on. Put them on the battleship. And together, wow. Do you see that? I do. That's why we're doing the things we do. That's why we're building another church. That's why we want to send people off. Other soldiers, once they're ready to go to other boats in the city and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Pray for that and then act on that. Let's pray. Father, we do give you thanks and praise for who you are and continue to be. Father, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I don't always practice what I preach. Help me change my heart. Especially when it comes to prayer, Father, I need to prioritize, not do and then pray, but pray and then do. I'm broken, and that's why I'm here. Father, I know that there's so many people like me, but like me, I pray that we want to get better, that we want to be better soldiers of your son, Jesus Christ, through prayer, through coming alongside of each other. And putting you first in all that we do, not as a ritual, but as a love for your son Jesus, let us be more like him every day. Father, we love you, and we say all these things in your son's name. Amen. I love you, church. Have a blessed week.